This is the First Emmanuel Lutheran Church podcast. For more information about us, who we are, and how to get connected, check us out online at filministries.org. Today's message is delivered by Pastor Randy Roche. Looking at uh, Romans chapter 8, before we do, let's pray. Father of all grace and mercy, send to us your Holy Spirit that he would remove from us any distractions, anything that would deviate from your word so that we may hear your truths and apply them to our lives. Amen. A number of years ago, I had finished dinner. I cleared the table. I was doing dishes. And before any of you wives nudge your husbands, it was before I was married. And in the, in the evenings, as I did that, uh, there was a radio show that played uh, every weekday at that particular hour. And it was a, a counselor. People would call in and, and he would give them um, counsel, guidance through the problems and the challenges they were having. The one I most remember was a woman who called and explained that um, she cared for her husband who had suffered a horrible battle with cancer. It lasted many months. It was painful for him, but also for her, as you can imagine. She watched him literally wither away. He passed away, and it wasn't too much after that that um, her youngest daughter struggled with drug addiction. And she talked about how she really tried to get her daughter into help, but the daughter just would not admit that she had a problem. And she could see that her daughter's life was spiraling out of control. On top of that, her oldest daughter had attempted suicide. She finished identifying all of these just horrible problems in her life. And and she said, but I did have coffee with a friend of mine who is a Christian. And my friend said, this life is filled with horrible pains and problems, but the good thing to know is that Jesus loves you and Jesus died for you and rose for you. And when you trust in Jesus, you'll be able to go to heaven. And that's the place where everything is going to be perfect. To which the counselor said, heaven is fine and dandy, but what will that Jesus do for you today? And the woman was shattered. But it's a good question to ask. I think it really is. It's an important question. And maybe as Christians, we've even asked this question, Jesus, you're preparing such a great place in heaven. How about today? Do you know where I am? Can you help me? Because even those of us who know Jesus and believe in Jesus and we trust Jesus and we hang our hope on Jesus and we love Jesus, even we live a life of groaning. Look at Romans 8, 22. 
For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And then Paul later goes on and says, and that includes us, we who are Christians, we who are the first fruits, that we're in this, involved in this. We are in the world, not of the world, but we're in the world, and it's a world that's filled with groaning. See, the, the evidences of sin and its results are all around us. The, the creation, once perfect, is now imperfect. And we groan. There's international conflicts. There's racial tension. There's environmental concerns, gender identification issues. We struggle with abortion and sexuality, and there's mass shootings, and there's domestic violence, and there's increased drug abuse, and we could go on and on and on. All you have to do is turn on one of those 24-hour news channels, and you can get a nonstop diet of what is going on in this world, and you will groan. But we don't even have to turn the TV on because it's happening in our own lives. There's lying and cheating and stealing. There's a lack of respect. There's a lack of honor. There's a lack of care and concern and compassion for one another. And if you listen closely, you can hear it. You can hear the groans of creation under the weight of this world's imperfections. It's there. Do you, do you hear it? And Christians are not immune. Baptism is not some kind of an inoculation to prevent problems for permeating our lives. We Christians, we also groan under the challenges of an imperfect world because we too are imperfect people in this imperfect world. And, and we are no strangers to troubled marriages and wrestling with addiction to all kinds of of difficult things. Uh, we have our financial failures, we have our illnesses, and we have our injuries, and we can hear it. We can hear the groaning that comes from our own homes, from our hearts, and from our lips. And so many might ask us, we who know Jesus, so what good is your faith now? And we most definitely have a faith, and it's a faith in a God of goodness. Have you, in a, in a time of groaning, have you ever had some well-intended friend offer you some worldly advice? You know, you, you say that the doctor just gave you the horrible diagnosis and your friend pats you on the back and says, at least you got health insurance. And you say, yes, and you groan. And, but, but the doctor says this is going to be long and it's going to be uncomfortable. You lost your job and someone slaps you on the back and says, hang in there, something's going to come along. And you say, I know, the bills are going to come along. Some catastrophe hits you or your family and someone says, well, it could be worse. Well, that's the last thing I want to hear. Or it's the death of a loved one and they say, you'll see them again in heaven. And we say, yes, I know. But we groan and say, but my heart aches every day. 
What good is your faith now? Ours is a faith in a Jesus who knows exactly where we are, no matter where we are. He knows the pain we suffer physically or emotionally or mentally or spiritually. He knows because he's been there and he's experienced it. No other religion in the world has ever worshipped a God who can relate to our troubles and our trials. Think about that. No other religion in the world worships a God who can say, I have experienced exactly what you are experiencing this very moment. No other religion has a God who says, I know, I've been there. But we do. We worship a Jesus who has experienced all of it. You know, sometimes we get this image of, of super Jesus, and he is super Jesus. We know it. We get it. But somehow we think that as he walked through this world, all the pains and the problems and the difficulties just glanced right off of him. No. He experienced exactly what we experienced. He felt it the same way we do. And so Jesus, because he knows where we are, he sends to us the Holy Spirit in our moments of groaning. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints, that's us, according to the will of God. God understands all prayers. Whether you speak your prayer in in English or German or French or Portuguese or Swahili, God understands every language. Listen to this. God also can translate groaning and moaning, sighing and crying, sobbing. He recognizes those as prayers. We may not even know how to pray at that moment. We may fall on our knees and just cry and just say, Lord. And he said, I know, I know, I get it. I've been there. I understand. I'm with you. And he not only hears these prayers, but he answers them according to his good and gracious will. And it's his will, always, in every, whether it's a great situation or it's a, a terrible situation, his will is to use everything in our lives for good, which means to draw us closer to him. That's, this is what Paul says in Romans 8, 28. This is my favorite Bible passage. I, I told my wife to have this put on a tombstone. Then I found out how much it costs, so I bought her a Sharpie. And we know that for those who love God, all things, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. All things, the good things and the bad things, the triumphant things and the tragic things, the delightful things and the disastrous things, they all work together for good. Somehow, some way, the Lord uses it all together for good. And it's not my job to figure out how. Far be it from me to decipher the mind of God. 
It is my privilege to simply live in this promise which provides hope. And it's only possible because we have a God of grace. Our first parents ushered sin into the world and from sin comes this imperfection and from imperfection comes all of our groaning. And, and Paul, in, in previous chapters, if you remember, Paul reminds us that God didn't come into the world in order to rub our nose in our imperfections or point our fingers and say you deserve to groan, but he came to rescue us from sin and its disasters. This is the whole life and death and resurrection of Jesus. Romans 8, 34. Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who's at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Which means he knows exactly where you are right now. And is taking you to the throne of the Father of all grace and mercy. And since Christ so rescued us from sin, from death, and from hell, now he uses all things to draw us closer to him. Listen to Romans 8, 35 and following. Paul says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. As we hold fast to our Jesus, the troubles of this world do not pull us farther away from him, but instead he uses them to draw us closer to him. Not too long ago, I made a visit on uh, a man who was really struggling through some major, major life's difficulties. And as I was preparing to meet with this person, in my mind, I was trying to figure out, okay, how will I bolster him with the good news of Jesus, remind him that God is there, uses all things together for good. And when I met with him, he said to me, I can't wait to see how God is going to use this. That is amazing faith. And that's what we are called to. Amazing faith. So when we're facing all of these groaning situations, I think we walk away from Romans chapter 8 with two important things to remember. Paul tells us, remember, you're on your way to heaven. And that's the opening verse of this portion of Scripture. It's verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And yes, it is okay to be able to say, this life has some problems and it stinks, but I got a better one coming. Because even the best day on earth cannot compare to any day in heaven. 
But Paul also reminds us as we grapple with this world's groaning, the truth is this, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so yes, this woman who calls a radio counselor, who has struggled with the loss of a husband, the addiction of a child, another child that wants to do away with her life, what good will looking toward heaven do? And we would say, it would do everything. It reminds us that the one who prepares the perfect place for us is the one who guides us through the imperfect place. Wherever you are today, he is there with you. He's been there, he's done that, and he's gonna use it all for good. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you wanna learn more about First Emmanuel Lutheran Church, visit filministries.org. We'll see you next week, and God bless.